Hey guys, Gordon here. I just want to take a second and thank you for downloading our episode, listening to our episodes, sharing our episodes, tagging us on social media and helping us grow our mission. It means everything to me. And from here uh, to continue growing where we're at, please consider throwing us a small donation just to help grow the mission, support the team, support the infrastructure and continue to build the Permafit name. Thank you all so much. We love you. We'll talk to you soon. What is up, guys, and welcome to the Strength of Body and Mind podcast. My name is Gordon Light. I'm going to be your host. Welcome to the show. Now, in this show, we talk about all things fitness and health related so that you can craft a high performance body and mind for continued success and results. This content is totally free, so if you did get value out of it, please go over to iTunes and leave me a rating and review. I would appreciate that so much. Now let's dive right into the show. What is going on, guys? It's Gordon, and uh, today I am joined by the badass, the awesome, the amazing, the phenomenal, the fantastic Pernell Wah, who was actually not my first client overall uh, by, by a wide margin, but Pernell was actually the first client that ran through the Mind Body Academy, and he still is in the Mind Body Academy, which is my flagship program for those who don't know, which is a coaching program. It's a group-based program where um, we take people through whatever magnitude of transformation they're going for and help them lose 10, 20, 30, 40, even up to like 70, 80, 100 pounds of body fat and really achieve whatever goal it is they're going for. Um, and it is so much more than that. We'll talk about all that stuff. But Pernell, my man, what is going on? How are you doing today, my friend? I am fantastic. Fantastic, dude. That's awesome. Sore, um, but fantastic. <laughs> right. Now you've been struggling with a cold for a while, which kind of sucks. But um, no, so dude, so let's just let's just dive right in, man. So you've been you've been in the Mind Body Academy for uh, since October, right? So it's been a while, right? It's been a minute. And um, you've got so many awesome milestones that you've achieved along the way. And so many, so many wins, like an endless list of wins and, uh, and weight loss is a big part of it and different clothing sizes. But there's also been some mental components there and mindset shifts and um, re restructuring of habits and just so many awesome things, dude, not to mention the weightlifting feats and and the other stuff that you've got. So let's just start with, um, with like your, where were you? <laughs> um, well, let's just, let's just do this. Let's go back in time. You know, give us, give us a little, like a brief history on you, like your experience um, and, and, and the, the experience that you had both in like the weight room and, and at, with athletics. And then what led to you going down a path that, you know, you weren't happy with and, and, and how we came to, to meet each other and, you know, how we got to where we're at now. Just give us a quick, like, couple minutes on the background of Pernell. So, um, growing up, I played hockey. <clears throat> um, hockey's my – hockey was life growing up. <laughs> so, that was uh, everything for me. And I was kind of a chunkier kid growing up. And I started playing hockey late. I started at 10, which is, like, the cutoff year for – instructional hockey um and so i was skating against kids that were already skating for six years 
you know, at, at 10 years old. So I had a lot of catching up to do. And um, I was a much larger kid. I had a little bit of an advantage there. And I, I did rollerblade a lot and played roller hockey in the driveway all around, rollerbladed everywhere before playing hockey. So I had a good structure of, you know, moving the legs like that with hockey. But um, what really accelerated my game was getting into weightlifting when I was like 12, 12 and a half. It was March of 2001, <laughs> um, actually, when I got into the gym, was referred by another parent on the hockey team. Um, Did you say 2001? Yeah. Yeah, so 18 years ago, you started weightlifting? Yeah. Okay. So um, the kid I played with, his father was extremely well friends with the owner of a gym in Brockton center city gym and it's a old school grungy powerlifting gym and he i believe was an olympic weightlifter played semi-professional football had set all types of weightlifting records um he's got multiple degrees i don't and i don't know what but but he's he was like a genius when it came to everything around weightlifting, the body and everything. And he kind of saw the potential in me when I got in the gym, showed me a lot because I was referred through by one of his closest friends, actually one of his childhood friends. And, um, you know, he's my friend's father sold a bunch of, uh, stuff. I don't like to brag. I never liked to brag, but when I played, my grandfather bragged about me all the time, <laughs> everybody that would listen. And um, my friend's father, uh, his name was Duke. He said the same thing to him. Hey, this kid's, you know, he, this kid's big. He's, he can be really strong. He's got a phenomenal shot. He's really, really well rounded as a player, but you know, he needs to start lifting like he's a big 12 year old so i got into the gym started lifting and um that was the best thing that ever happened to me growing yeah. up that really accelerated my game i was able to leap bounds over kids that were skating better than me um and i got into the powerlifting side of it when i was 14 was when i started you know two years in about I was started on some powerlifting workouts. Um, I always excelled with form. Form is was the first thing I learned is the key to everything with weightlifting. And I always strive for perfect form because I kind of am a perfectionist, OCD type of a person. I want everything done in line, in order, perfect all the time, or at least strive to get to that point. So. Yeah. Um, when did you stop weight? Well, I guess so. So you started when you were in 2001, so 18 years ago. Yeah. And then you lifted all the way through. When did you stop? I stopped halfway through my senior year of high school, uh, okay. in my high school hockey season, I was too busy with school and practice and games to even get in the gym that year. So what, what year was that? Do you know, do you remember? 2000, 
basically like September-ish of 2005. Okay. Okay. 2005. So, so, so 14 years ago and, and then you stopped lifting and you weren't, you didn't, you didn't really go back, right? I didn't really go. I went back here and there, um, throughout my twenties. Yeah. I'd go for like six months and then stop and then go back for like nine months, like a year or two later. Okay. And never inconsistent, right? Never consistent. And then how was your, how was your, like, how was your diet? How was your lifestyle back then? Oh, diet was shit. (laughs) Okay. Absolute shit. So Um, can I, can I, can I I ask like what from 2005, whenever you, you graduated high school through for like the next 10 years or so, um, you know, what, what did your weight change look like? My weight change just went up and up and up and up. It was a straight curve right to the sky after high school, after I stopped playing hockey and um, stepped foot out in the real world and wasn't playing hockey seven times a week. <laughs> yeah. Wasn't skating for two teams anymore. Um, you know, and you don't have that competitive edge either. So you really don't have a goal to strive for either. Um, once I got out into life and I, I went into the trades working uh, as a metal fabricator and my diet just went to crap. I never really had a good diet either. I just was lucky enough to be active enough with hockey and weightlifting to basically ramp up my RMR to a point where I was eating anything, donuts, <laughs> uh, anything and everything really. Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a very narrow window for some very lucky few when they're like teenagers where you can, you can, you can kind of out train a bad diet there for just a couple of years, yeah. a few years. And then that quickly falls off. But, um, so that's, that's crazy, man. So you, so you were big into lifting in weight school uh, or big into lifting in high school and you were big into hockey in high school and you were, you were relatively you know, thin and fit and had an athletic build and all that. And then you, you graduated, you went into the workforce, you started working, you weren't playing hockey anymore, really. And, uh, you weren't rate weightlifting or, or really working out much. So from there until like before we started working together, you know, where, where, what did your weight changes look like? When I graduated high school, I was right around like 205. Okay. 200, 210, somewhere, somewhere in that range. I never really weighed myself either. Um, back then I really didn't care. I wasn't, I was fit enough and strong enough that the weight really never mattered to me. Yeah. Um, and I never looked at the weight on a scale as holding me back. I always looked at what my potential was and what I could actually do with my body. But then once I started going to doctors yearly and seeing the actual weight, like that one time I'd go to the doctors and get weight on the scale and see it start to jump up to 25. 240, 250, 265. It went all the way up to 310 before I started talking with you when I tore my bicep and had my bicep injury last July. So August 2nd, no, August 1st, I had surgery and I weighed in at 310 in the hospital. 310, okay. Yeah, so about about a hundred pounds from high school 
to over the next like 10 years or so, right? Yep. In yeah. 10, 12 years, I went up a hundred pounds and I was there at that hundred pound mark. I floated around 270. I know for probably five or six years of that. And then in the last three years, I went up to 310. Mm. Um, yeah. And then, so you mentioned tearing your bicep. So I know this, this all plays a role. And for those who are watching like this, all, <laughs> I know the story. Um, but this all is all kind of converges to a point where it's like a tipping point and we'll get to that in a second. But, um, talk about that bicep injury, man, what happened? How did it happen? And then what was like, what was running through your mind when that happened? So it was my day off of work. I had a vacation day planned. I was organizing my basement and I was trying to move a shelf that I have all my pool chemicals and um, a lot of buckets of nails on the bottom shelf. So it's a really heavy shelf. And I had cleared out some room to be able to scooch it over into the corner. And I tried pushing it and it didn't want to move and it's plastic. So I didn't want to break it. So I bent over and um, kind of at an awkward angle because I didn't, couldn't really square up with it and lift it in a traditional way where you would actually pick something up in like a, say, stiff leg deadlift type of a form. Yeah. So I was kind of like hunched over to the side, bent over, grabbed the bottom shelf, started pulling up with my arm. And when I fully extended my arm, all I heard was pop, pop, pop. And the worst pain of my life. I thought I dislocated my arm and it might've popped out of socket at the shoulder. The pain was so excruciating. It just went right down my entire arm. So I didn't know like where the pain was where the trauma actually happened, except for I could not move my arm. I was in like shock almost. I started hyperventilating. My wife was standing like three feet away and she heard it. So, <laughs> Wow. I knew it was going to be bad. Yeah. I didn't know how bad until I went to urgent care right after it happened. They kind of really didn't know. They thought it was something, you know, a torn muscle or ligament. Um, then once I went to the orthopedic surgeon a few days later, I got in pretty quick and he said it was a distal bicep tendon tear. So the bicep tendon that attaches to your forearm tore clean off the bone. It didn't break right in the middle of the tendon. The, the tendon ripped right <laughs> off the bone, which is kind of better. Yeah. Um, Cause it gives more length of a tendon to be able to wrap around the anchor point and reattach. If it broke in the middle, then I would have been in a fixed arm brace for at least nine months. Yeah. 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 No. And that's, I've known guys with that, with that exact injury where it shears off in, in the middle and, uh, and they're wearing like that crazy, almost like, like Terminator looking thing around their elbow for like forever. And, uh, and it limits your movement. But so anyway, so dude, this happened, right? And it sucked. And it, and it basically like eliminated any, any real opportunity for, for doing anything really with your upper body, right? I mean, you, you were very limited on what you can lift at that point and move. And, um, you know, where was your mindset at at this point? Well, at that point, <clears throat> My mindset was kind of already in the dumps. Because um, before that, I didn't really feel good about myself. Every morning when I would wake up, I have a mirror that's kind of like a head-to-toe mirror. Um, 
And when I get out of bed, I step out of bed, I look to the left, the mirror is right there. So every morning when I wake up, I would avoid looking to the left so I would not see myself in the mirror. That's how disgusted I was with seeing how my body looked. And the way I felt physically is from playing hockey earlier in life, my knees have kind of been bad. Um, they've taken a beating over the years of playing hockey, but every step I would take would be excruciating pain on my knees. Standing up all day long would be painful. I'd have to keep moving around just to try to get the pain to go away. If I was standing still, if I had to say, stand up and cut up green beans, right? In the, in the kitchen, my knees would be killing me. I'd have to go down to my workshop and grab a uh, gel mat that I have in front of my toolbox and bring that upstairs in the kitchen and stand on that to alleviate some of the pain, um, to have some type of a cushion to stand on really. But it, it, it physically, mentally, emotionally was that trifecta was, was killing me from the inside. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so guys, I hope you caught that. So his, his knee pain was catching up to him big time and carrying around that much weight and putting that kind of stress on your knees all day, every day is, is no joke. Right. And then the bicep tendon tear, like that sucked, right? That right there was just kind of like icing on the cake. Um, and having been in that position, you actually never shared that with me before Purnell about the mirror, but being in that, that situation where you wake up every day and intentionally telling yourself not to look in a certain direction because you don't want to catch a reflection of yourself. Like that is a place where, you know, something's got to change. Right. So, um, so now you and I, <laughs> I just started posting content last summer. I remember, and you were one of the first people to engage in that content. I was running some new stuff and I was putting out some new videos and, and I just happened to work out that you were on your phone or on your computer at those times and happened to see them and happened to be going through some of the stuff with your bicep. And I, I don't know, man, maybe fate brought us together. I don't know, but it just like caught you at the right time. <laughs> and, um, and you happened to, to be commenting and stuff and like engaging a little bit. And that's right around the time I rolled out that, that seven day challenge, if you remember. And, um, and for those who don't know, uh, every once in a while, I, I roll out these, these challenges and it's about a week long and uh, I do it all on Facebook live where I come online every single, every, every day for five days or seven days. And I do uh, teachings and instructionals and trainings on how to eat and how to train. We basically work out and how to think and put all those pieces together in order to get monumental success in health and fitness. And Purnell, Purnell was one of the, the attendees of that group. It was a small group and it was back in uh, September. And I remember how driven you were and how, how motivated you were and how engaged you were and how much you showed up and how much you did all the homework. But I also remember you talking about your pain points and some of your pain points were your knees. Definitely. That was one of the ones you had every time I had you do like lunges or something like that you would have to ice your knees and they were, they were a real problem area for you at the time. Um, I also remember you were, you had big monumental goals and it was, it was, 
it was troubling, at least from time to time, wrapping your mind around the belief that you could actually like get those goals, make them reality. So uh, what I want you to kind of talk about, if you wouldn't mind, is, is what the, the shift was like for you before we started, like immediately before we started, maybe going through that seven day challenge, like going through that stuff, going through those seven days, talking about how to think, how to eat, how to train, and like kind of like almost going through that, that little mini metamorphosis before you decided to take the leap in enroll in the Mind Body Academy. What was that transition like for you? Well, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, well, like one step before that, right? When, when I was commenting and seeing your content that you were putting out, um, I've always been a high achiever type of a person. I've always been very driven when it comes to work. Work has always been like my go-to thing where I put all my time in, I invest all my time. I like to produce things and make them perfect as, you know, a, a career that I had. Um, so seeing other people that are high achievers that are trying to achieve something, bring good to the world, share knowledge, you know, I'm addicted to those type of people. And I love seeing people that have that content. I follow a lot of people on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube that are just like that. So seeing that with you and the content you were putting out kind of hooked me right in and I'm no stranger to fitness. So that's something I've always been interested in. And I, I bit right into it like a shark biting into a seal, you know, <laughs> and, uh, you know, it, it gave me a little bit of a different perspective too, from where, where I came from. Cause I've always had the, knowledge of lifting and working out and training and knowing how to train and knowing how to push myself to goals and get past little hiccups and you just have to grind, 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 grind. But I did not have the nutritional background and knowledge and discipline um, to be able to ever lose weight. I wanted to bad. I would purposely avoid pictures um, I've always hated myself, how I looked in pictures. So I would avoid pictures like it was the plague too. So that, that, that's a whole nother realm of it. But I also got into trouble with some food addiction issues, um, eating emotionally, eating out of, um, anger and frustration and stuff like that too. That helped compound my weight gain in the past. And then all the content I saw, I was really hooked on. I'm like, wow, like, you know what? I think the more I listened to your videos and, you know, came across your podcast, we'll saw your podcast that you share and start listening to it. It's like, wow, like, you know what? I'm kind of starting to believe myself that, you know, this is a possibility. Like I started just listening to it made me feel better. So right then and there, I knew that first step putting that foot forward in that direction made me feel better already. Just listening to the podcast, just starting to gain more knowledge. I love to gain knowledge. So gaining a little bit of knowledge here about nutrition, a little bit of knowledge here about 
why you want to weight lift and why you want to add cardio in. You know, the podcast was a, was a pretty big thing for me to start hearing that stuff. And you know what? Okay. Now I'm, I'm, I'm in a little deeper. I'm in a little deeper. You know, I, I, every, I think almost every post that you put up about fitness before was, I was either liking and commenting on. Then when you rolled out the challenge, I was like, all right, let me, uh, let me try this out, you know, see, see what it's really all about. And, uh, it was free. So I'm like, I got nothing to lose. And, um, you know, I had a lot of pains every, every night when I came home from work, I was icing my knees. That's how much pain I was in taking ibuprofen almost every day. Um, you know, and, but everything else, the, the mindset part of what I started to learn was the most significant because I had to get out of my own head. I need to stop thinking about things the way I was thinking. I needed to stop looking at things the way I was looking at things and change my perspective. And that, you know, your seven day challenge really peeled back the layers on the onion, got down to the core of why I really want to do this. What's really driving me to want to do this. You know, that month of not being able to do anything, but play PlayStation, right? When I injured my arm. So the entire month of August of 2018, I was not able to do anything but sit on the couch. Um, and that was rock bottom for me wanting to find a change. And I was already on that path before that happened. So I already had the little light bulb in the back of my head there and I just gravitated towards it. And it was the best decision I ever made in my life. <laughs> other than marrying my wife <laughs> right gotta throw that out there uh well thank you for saying that man i mean it, like there was you remember it was a small group right like 10 people or something and um there was another person in that group that enrolled as well but um dude you just so you went on you did great right you did great in the challenge you showed up every day you brought the energy you brought the pos like all the positive vibes you taught i watched your mindset shift from like kind of like yeah, I don't know, maybe kind of skeptical to like, dude, let's go. <laughs> I'm, I'm all in. I know what I can do now. I know what I'm, what I'm capable of. And um, I'm missing a few things. Help me out here. Um, we rolled up the challenge. Great. You enrolled in the academy. Great. You were like, I'm all in. Let's go. 12 weeks. Let's see what we can do. You jumped in, um, you know, immediately like lost. I don't even remember, but but a couple dozen pounds or something, 15 pounds. I don't remember. And then went on. Um, I think it was at that point when you were like, you know what, dude, I'm just, I'm locking in. Let me just go. I have big goals. I'm not ready to stop. I want the accountability. I want it all. Let's go. I think you locked in for a year right at that point. <laughs> right. And yeah. um, so let's, let's look at today, man. Cause it's now June, the middle of June. And it was right around December that you were like, all right, let me just, because I can't remember, honestly, was it about 15 pounds that you lost in that first 12 weeks? I think it was 18. 18 pounds. Okay. So about 18 pounds in 12 weeks of like body fat. Now guys, just a heads up, Purnell, because he was still in rough shape, meaning his, he had his bicep uh, issue and his knees were, you know, they, they needed some love to get them back into a place where 
he could like step into a gym setting and do some of the stuff he used to do when he was in high school. He wasn't ready for that yet. So we started off with a lot of body weight programming and calisthenic based programming before we got into weights. But anyway, he lost about 18 pounds doing a lot of that stuff from home and getting the nutrition right. This wasn't a one size fits all nutrition program or a one size fits all like workout program. It was like specifically designed for Purnell, what he had going on, what his limitations were at the time. And then we, 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 we got him from level one to level two to level three and like out of his basement and into an actual gym. And here we are today in June. Uh, I just need to ask you, man, um, are you still, do you, when was the last time you iced your knees? When was the last time you felt the need to ice your knees because of either working out or like normal everyday stuff? Oh, I, I don't even remember. Yeah. It's been Honestly, that long, right? Months. I, I do not remember. Yeah. So, and, uh, and I remember also, so he doesn't have to ice his knees anymore. So right there, guys, I just want you to be aware of that. Like a few months of doing the right things. And all of a sudden this person who had to ice his knees every day, just for going to work and coming home, no longer needs to ice his knees. Now that right there, if you're living in that situation, that right there is, is a big deal. But also I remember Purnell, when you were going from having to ice your knees, you were kind of slowly gravitating away from that, meaning things were getting better, but they weren't quite a hundred percent. You, then you, then you moved from icing your knees to maybe I should use these knee sleeves just to kind of support everything. So then you bought really nice high end knee sleeves and you were using those to keep your knees kind of locked in place. And, and that, those are great. They, they have a purpose. Um, but then those eventually got phased out, right? When was the last time you used those? I actually, I or do the use them. them. I, I only use them on my last set of leg presses. I use them today about, <laughs> let's see, an hour and a half ago. Um, is this because is this you're now leg pressing a thousand pounds? Yes. <laughs> so, so hold on. So let, let me rephrase that question. So before, yes, you guys heard that right. Purnell leg presses a thousand pounds for sets. Uh, before you got back to those kind of numbers, right? What, what, when did you rely on those knee sleeves? When was the last time you relied on those knee sleeves? Um, I want to say maybe December or January. So it's been like, yeah. So it's been like six months, right? Five months, yes. six months. So so my point here is that you went from like needing ice. I remember you doing lunges in your basement and needing to immediately go ice your knees when you were done to a few months later, they weren't so bad. I need knee sleeves though. And then you were doing your workouts and then you were needing your knee sleeves to no longer needing knee sleeves, bring on the weight. I'm ready. Let's go. Like, yes. let's go. Like that's a no. function of building lean muscle mass and losing body fat and losing your overall body mass that was sitting on those knees. And um, not, to, not to mention all the increased range of motion and flexibility. So um, I don't want to steal your thunder, but I'm going to steal your thunder here. One of the things that you told me the other day that I thought that was really cool was that you can now cross, <laughs> cross your legs and sit like crisscross applesauce, like Indian style, right? On the floor for the first time in how long? Ever. <laughs> That's ever. I, when I was a kid and uh, second grade, third grade, you know, you'd sit around and, you know, teacher would read books and yeah. you'd have to sit Indian style. I could never sit Indian style growing up when I was a kid. I was never flexible. I was very stiff. Um, 
especially at that age, I, I wasn't playing any sports. Um, and I was a chunky kid. I was always a, a chunkier kid growing up. So I could never cross my legs. So I would purposely sit in the back to where the teacher couldn't see me, pretend like I was sitting Indian style and then kind of put my legs out straight. And uh, I can finally, and another thing I've never been able to do is take my leg while sitting in a chair and put my ankle up on top of my knee. Right. Like yeah. Most people can do sitting in a chair. I have finally been able to do that without touching my leg. I can bring my leg up and put it on my knee without grabbing my leg and lifting it up and pulling it and having to stretch my leg up on top <laughs> and hold it there. I can yeah, do it all without my hands. <laughs> when you can't do that, it seems like something that's like ridiculous and impossible. And then, and then you can finally do it. And like, so it, it's, it's, a, it's a small win. And some people out there think, well, that's not really a big deal. Well, when you can't do it and then you, 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 you lose enough body fat and you build up enough flexibility and range of motion and you know, you're in your thirties and you can do this stuff for the first time in a long time. It's actually a big deal. It's a huge deal. A lot of people end up in the situation where they can't do that and they just live their entire life with little things like that because it's not just about that. If you can't, if you don't have the flexibility and range of motion to do those things, think about all the other things in life that you don't have the flexibility and range of motion to do. So those are just like surface level stuff. But so where, where are you at now? Like how much, so how much, I want you to talk about some wins, right? Some things that you've experienced and wins. So like how much weight have you lost? Uh, where, where, what about clothing sizes that you've dropped? Um, your belt, I know you're on like, I don't know how many holes now that you've gone in on your belt size. Um, you know, talk about some of that stuff, man. Cause I know, I know people are curious. So like what kind of results, like, did you actually get Pernell? Let's hear some real numbers. So I started out, um, my official weigh in at the start of the mind body Academy was 306.4. I weighed in this morning at 276.2. So I am 30.2 pounds down in about nine months. 30.2 pounds. Yeah. So that, that there's a huge win. I have not been at this weight since probably three or four years ago. Um, but I have never felt this good since I probably weighed 230. Dude, oh, so let's, so let's talk about that. So four years ago, let's just say you were 277. Let's talk about the, the body composition, right? The difference, like the, the, the muscle mass, the energy, the flexibility, all that stuff now relative to when you were 277 like four years ago. Oh, it's night and day. I was <laughs> a fluff. I'll say fluffy. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I was fat, but I am much, much leaner now. Although I may be the same weight, I probably have, I would guesstimate on the conservative side of probably 15 or 20 pounds of muscle more now at 276 than yeah. three or four years ago at, at that weight. <laughs> that sounds um, about right, yeah. Yeah, and even the, with the 30 pounds lost on the scale, that's just 30 pounds on the scale. I have gained that 15, 20 pounds of muscle easily yeah. throughout the rest of my body. So 
I am a very lean 276. <laughs> you compare me to a regular normal body 276, I look like I'm probably 30, 40 pounds lighter than that. Yeah. Yeah, guys. So, so this is one of the things I talk about a lot too. And this is one of the reasons why people fail so much. So listen, pay attention, pay very close attention to what I'm about to say. The scale that you use to measure your weight is one and only one form of feedback. That is one measurement tool and it does not tell you the whole story. So Purnell if you were watching his data, like I was watching his data, and when I say data, I mean his weigh-ins, his lifting metrics, and um, his food intake, his macros, all that stuff. I see all of the analytics. If you watch his analytics, the, if, if I only looked at the weigh-ins, I would say, Purnell, you're doing something wrong. But here's the thing. I knew exactly what Purnell was eating every single day. I knew exactly what his calories were and his macros, and I knew exactly what he was doing in the gym. And Purnell's weight, he hit a plateau for a while where he wasn't really changing in weight. However, five months, five, so five months, right? Which seems now, if you're looking at that, you're going to say, well, that's ridiculous. How is he not losing weight for five months? Here's the thing. During that five months, Purnell went down clothing sizes. He went down belt sizes and inches off of his waist. He was fitting into clothes that he hadn't fit into in a long time. He was posting pictures all the time of himself putting on stuff that he bought like a year ago or two years ago that now looked like, like it was for someone much, much, much larger than him. And yet the number would only teeter like a couple of pounds here and there. But the other thing too is that his strength was continuing to go up. And if you know anything about strength, strength is a function of muscle mass right? And muscle is a function of strength. So as he was continuing to push himself more and more in the gym, not only was he getting those other wins I was talking about, like, um, like getting uh, to a point where he had no more knee pain and having so much more range of motion and flexibility and energy and feeling better and having more arterial health, but he was getting so much stronger and lifting more weight and doing it for sets. So he's lifting more weight for sets. So he's strengthening his bicep and he was accelerating the growth there a little bit and continuing to put on lean mass, which is burning body fat, right? But lean mass has a weight too. So the way the weight itself was just being countered for a while before it broke. And that's basically a plateau and people hit that plateau, but they think that because the weight's not changing, that they're not getting results. So um, my man, why don't you just talk, just kind of drop a couple of, of, thoughts and emotions and feelings that you had going through that where you hit that plateau right on the weight yet you were making all this progress everywhere else so a lot of people get fixated on that scale and i've always hated a scale hated 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 <laughs> even when i started gaining weight after high school and i'm 230 i'm 240 I was still outworking, working faster, had better endurance than somebody that weighed 175 pounds. I was outworking, out, out doing everything. Even when I played in a men's league hockey um, for a little bit, I was still quicker. I was still all so that, that I look at as many metrics as possible. And I'm doing that right now. 
doing that through a plateau is probably the most important thing mentally that you can do that I've done. Um, so in that plateau around January, I was down to 285 and I was floating in a, probably a five to seven pound window for five months. But I've gone down from my belt. I was on the actual last belt hole on my belt. It was a 42 belt, I think. It's a 42. Um, and it's not from belt stretch. This is a 3 thick. Uh, it's a big belt, huh? Belt, thick? Yeah. Right. It's so <laughs> it's, um, it's, a, it's, it's a Levi belt. So I, I wear Levi jeans. I bought this Levi belt. It was nice and thick because I was sick of these cheap leather belts. They were just, you know, stretching out and breaking all the time. So I bought a nice, good belt, and this, this belt's got no stretch in it. This is like one of them belts that, you know, if you were a kid way back when, your dad took the belt <laughs> off of his pants, you knew shit was going down, you'd run and hide from it. <laughs> that's, what, that's one of these belts. So um, – I was on the last hole of that belt right now. I am currently on the sixth hole from the end. So I've gone down five hole belt holes and each one of them holes is one inch. So I have lost five inches off the circumference of my waist. Five inches. Yeah. Right. Right. So, so that right there guys is massive. Like you can't, you can't do that and continue to stay or put on body fat doesn't happen and that's not magic that's science you just can't you can't do it um so that's amazing dude by the way like when i every time you posted something about your um your waist circumference going down like it was just you know i'm over here like cheering because it's awesome i think it's amazing and i you know i know the feeling and um just super happy for you but so you went down uh, correct me if I'm wrong. You went down a shirt size. I did. I went from a three X down to a two X in my work polos. Now I have to wear polos at work. Um, that's just the regulations. Uh, cause I work in an office building, but I have gone down one full size. A two X fits me really nice. I'm really comfortable in it. Um, but that metric right there, going down a shirt size, changes your confidence level like you would not believe. So while I'm on a plateau for five months, I'm grinding, I'm hustling, you know, a couple of weeks in, you start to question, and it's inevitable, it happens to everyone, it happens to me, you know, and, and what I do is, is what I'm doing right? Am I not eating right? Is, am I not training right? Am I not training hard enough? And, you know, I didn't let that bug get in my head, but looking at my waist, looking at my shirts, I noticed my shirt's starting to fit smaller. Um, I mean, looser. I'm yeah. looking in the scale and I'm actually seeing my body change while the weight's not moving on the scale. I wake up a couple of weeks later and pictures help too. Take a picture once a week, and you can look and see the difference. I, I was seeing the difference in the mirror week by week by week, and I just kept putting the time in at the gym. And 
with that questioning of, am I training hard enough? That brought a whole nother layer to my training to start doubling up on my training sessions. So I started to, I started doing uh, double sessions, two sessions in a row training that increased my endurance, my muscle endurance, crazy, like crazy. So when I do a regular single session and I'm pushing balls to the wall, every single rep, every single set, I get to the end of that workout program and I'm like, shit, I got half a tank of gas left. Let me go hit the elliptical for 40 minutes on <laughs> interval training. Right? So I did that to, on top of, you know, I did that on my own, not by, from what, not Gordon's suggestion. I did that on my own to try to help push myself out of this plateau that I was in for five months. But looking at everything else around me, I can bend over further. I can touch my, I can make a fist and touch my knuckles on the ground when I bend over stiff legged. I was never able to do that before. No. So I'm constantly stretching, doing, uh, you know, in my pre-workout routine, warming up on a bicycle, stretching before lifting. Um, my flexibility is through the roof. I am, I, I feel like I'm more flexible now than I was when I was 205. <laughs> So using all these metrics are critical during plateaus, 100% critical. Look at every little thing that you can look at is my advice to yeah. somebody going through a plateau. No, that's awesome, man. That's awesome. I that's know it's definitely. really long, but it, it kind of has to be. Yeah. There's so many little things and I know I'm missing a lot of points that I've gone through because I'm, at this point I forget half of the stuff of, you know, use those little micro wins to help keep me going, but it, it, it's really critical to look at all the little things. Well, so, so guys, so just to, just to keep in mind, you know, Purnell, he didn't, he didn't have 10 or 15 pounds that he wanted to lose. And, and that was that like Purnell had some pretty big goals. You know, when he started with me, it was three Oh six and his ambitions were more along the lines of like a hundred pounds and to very much dramatically in dramatic fashion change his body composition, basically trying to undo 10 years of bad habits. That doesn't happen in three weeks. So it doesn't happen in four months. It takes time. It takes per persistence. And the problem is most people give up because they don't believe that they can actually achieve it. And then they don't have the patience to see the process through. They also may not have the right strategy, right? But a lot of it comes down to the right mindset and having the right mindset. And, um, if he was so focused on the scale, that wouldn't have happened, right? Now, one thing too I want to point out is Purnell, he's got all that experience deep down from when he lifted in high school and when he played hockey. He, that whole athletic competitive thing he was talking about, like that's Purnell, that's you, man. Um, so going and doing that like extra above and beyond stuff, you know, that's just you. That's like just how you're wired. Um, you can't do anything like half-ass when it comes to that. Uh, but I don't want people to think that having to do two, three hour workout sessions every day is what is required to do whatever it is they're trying to do to get results because it's not. Um, so if you're over there thinking, well, I don't want to work out as, as, as crazy as Purnell, what I'm, what I'm trying to tell you is it doesn't need to be this 
thing where you go into the gym at four o'clock and you come out at seven thirty, two or three times a week. Um, this is just the path that Purnell has sort of chosen and, and what works for him, which kind of solidifies my point that I always talk about, which is, you know, there is no such thing as a one size fits all training plan. And likewise, there's no such thing as a one size fits all nutrition plan. So I want to talk about that real quick, Purnell, um, here before we're getting kind of up against it. And I know we could talk about this stuff like forever, but, um, over the course of the program, how would you say the nutrition has been for you and how is it different than, than the way that you used to eat? Oh, it's night and day. <laughs> you can't compare the two. So I, I've had a lot of, uh, problems in the past with nutrition and nutritionist licensed nutritionist. Now I have been told I've seen three different nutritionists in my life. One, when I was younger, I was probably 12 before I started lifting. Before I got into lifting, when I was a fatter kid, my doctor suggested taking me to a nutritionist and then I saw another one when I was probably 22-ish around there. And I saw another one when I was about 27, 28. And all three of them, I've heard three different things about nutrition. How this works, how that works. Three different ways, right? Not one of them was consistent. But the last one that I saw when I was 27 told me that I was actually under eating. Now this one went a little bit more in depth, actually not a little bit, a lot more in depth to what, how my daily routine was with work, what my uh, activity levels were, and actually had me write down every single thing that I was eating for a week and bring that in uh, to her before I had my first visit. She called me on the phone and told me, you know, write down everything that you do for a week. Activity wise, work wise, how much you're walking at that point. I had a Fitbit, so I knew how, how many steps I'd walk in a day. I was up like 15 to 20,000 steps a day at work. Um, and went in there and she said that I was actually under eating. And I'm like, well, there's no way <laughs> like, but at, at that time I was tired all the time, run down. I felt hungry all the time. It's like, I kept needing fuel for the pit <laughs> to keep going. Right. The, you know, you, you got to feed coal in that train to keep it going. Right. <laughs> because that's kind of like what I felt like I was like a, like an old coal fired train. Mm -hmm. Right. And hearing that was like, well, well, that's different than the other two. The other two are like, oh, you're overeating, so you just got to eat less. And that's it. <laughs> this one went a little bit more in depth, so it, it, it kind of puzzled me. So when I came home and told my wife that, she's like, oh, but that, that nutritionist is wrong. Well, once I started working with you and you started 
going over all the nutrition stuff and started explaining it to me, it aligned completely with what the last nutritionist had told me that for a lot of years I under ate and caused a lot of metabolic damage yeah. and paired with bad eating habits got me into that position that I was in. Now working with you, I've got a meal plan tailored to my foods that I like. I'm not eating a meal that I don't like. Everything I'm eating, I love. I'm so happy and excited with the meal plan that I'm on right now. I'm getting really good results right now with it. It's complementing my training program. So I'm taking in everything my body needs. My body's repairing faster, healing quicker. I don't have uh, delayed onset muscle soreness at all. So it's it, everything's tailored to <laughs> what I need to succeed. Yeah, yeah, no, it's awesome. Yeah, so guys, so there's a uh, there's a done for you meal nutrition portion of this whole thing. There's a whole nutritional component where everything is, is prepared basically for you in a way where it's like, okay, literally eat everything on this list every day and do these exact workouts that are designed for you every day or whenever you're, whenever they're scheduled and like you'll get results. It's, it's almost that black and white, not quite, but it's almost that black and white. And the best part is, is that the meal plans are designed around the things you like. So like Purnell, <laughs> you know, all the things that he likes and doesn't like, um, are, 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 are factors. They're contributing factors to that. And, um, and that makes a big difference. That makes a big difference is why one size fits all plans that are just pulling arbitrarily things that might be healthy for you or might have the right macros for you or something. They're not necessarily going to be things that you love or enjoy eating or can eat for an extended period of time. And if they are, something that you like for a while, what happens when you get sick of them? Then you got to go out and find a new plan, right? Because you know, some people like variation, right? They like variety. They want to change things up. Um, Purnell's pretty consistent, but some people like variation. And, um, and that's, that's, that's a big thing that I've seen with, with all clients. And uh, even Purnell's had points where he's like, dude, I just can't eat this anymore <laughs> for whatever reason. Like there's multiple reasons, but he's like, I just can't eat this thing anymore, please. Let's do some rewiring here. And we change the plan and I give them like, all right, dude, here are your macros, here are your calories. This is what is going to move you forward. Let's take these things out. We'll change this meal, this meal, this meal, this meal with these foods, these portions, these weights, and let's go forward and bang, bang, bang. Here we are getting results. So, um, so that's awesome, man. I, I love hearing that, that you're not. Mind you, I, I do have a lactose intolerance issue and a gluten intolerance issue. That's right. Yeah. So yeah. you cannot use that excuse for not wanting to eat a whole healthy <laughs> diet. That's true. There's no excuse for it. And I used to use that excuse to want to eat junk. So I know. <laughs> I do have, uh, there is one vegetarian currently in the academy as well. And so she's got a very, very different meal plan from anyone else. And when you go and look at vegetarian fat loss meal plans, the ones that are just kind of like out there that are one size fits all, 
they don't map to any real actual results for, they're just very, they're too general. The problem guys is that when you take something that's generalized for everybody, hear me now, it literally works for nobody. Something that's generally assembled for, for everybody works for nobody, right? This is your body we're talking about. This is your mindset. This is your personality. These are your likes and dislikes. Everything should be specific to you. And that's why this system is put together and, and assembled the way that it is. Um, so, so listen, man. So, you know, you, you've got like a crazy stack of, of wins and gains over the time we've been working together, which is just awesome. Um, you're doing so good in case you guys missed it earlier, you know, Pernell's now like leg pressing, basically small vehicles. It's crazy. And, um, <laughs> it's just, it's just nuts. Um, but I'm curious, you know, Pernell, what would you say to like the person out there that's been, they've tried, like they've tried all this stuff. They tried Shakeology, right? They tried P90X, uh, or whatever, you know, I'm just throwing stuff out there, whole 30 weight watchers, whatever. They tried a bunch of programs. They weren't getting any results. They gave up and they're looking at, at this and they're looking at the mind body Academy and they're thinking, well, you know, none of this other stuff worked for me. Like, why would this, why would this work for me? If nothing else worked for me, like, what would, what would you say? What would you say to that person? Um, well, I have never been one to try and buy into one of those programs. This is the first program that I've ever gone after. Now, if other things have not worked for you and you said, you know what, I'm going to try P90X. I'm going to try Shakeology and Beachbody workouts. You took the leap to try that. It didn't work. You tried Weight Watchers. It didn't work. This program is not like those programs. Those programs were not tailor-made to your body like this program is. This program here, the nutrition is completely tailored to what you like. So there's no super fruits that you need to eat or super foods or <laughs> any of that junk, right? Because the, 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 the key here is it's tailored to your body, your goals, your needs. None of those programs do that. This program does. Every single person in this that's came through here. So I've, I was the first one in the Mind Body Academy, and I have seen everybody come and everybody that's in it. So I've seen people come and go, and every single person has got results. I'm, a, I'm the only one that can say that because <laughs> I've been true. in the longest. I was the first one in. So <laughs> I've right. seen everybody grow. I've seen everybody's hard times. I've seen everybody's good times. And this is a program that you will get results from 100%. As long as you do everything that is needed to get those results. Yeah. Yeah. No, thanks for saying that, man. Um, also guys, you know, just a heads up that this is not a, um, this is not something you can just like add to cart and buy. Um, everything here is application based and everything here is goes through a process where we get on the phone and we talk and I, I, 
take that very seriously. I also take very seriously who actually gets a, an invitation into the program because I can, I can help people who are dedicated. I can help people who are coachable, but there's, there's definitely a set of characteristics that are red flags and they've led me to not making offers to like 20 or 30% of the people that I've, I've talked to. So not everyone can just join the Academy. This is an application process. And, um, anyways, if you are interested, like if this is something that you're like, yo, I want to get results like Purnell, then it's definitely possible, right? But it, it requires you to go through this process. So if you want to do that, if you want to have that conversation with me and find out what your goals really are, and what we can maybe do to, to put together a game plan to help you get there, then head over to my website. I'll, I'll drop the comments, uh, a link in the comments below, but go to my website and schedule a time to talk with me at uh, gordonalight.com forward slash apply. And um, you can just pick a time on the calendar and I'll call you and we'll talk it out. And look, if it's a great fit, then awesome. If that's a great fit. Then if you feel that way and I feel that way, then I'll, I'll extend you an offer and maybe we'll go from there. And if it's not a great fit, then I will tell you and it's fine, right? It's cool. Like you can go on and continue working and doing whatever it is you need to do and, um, and get results wherever you need to get them from. But either way, I can guarantee you this, that call and Pernell, you probably remember this call, but that call will bring so much clarity to what it is you're trying to do and, and where it is you want to go and what the real reason is behind that. And once you have that guys, like that's, that's magic. Like once you understand why it's important to you and what it is you really want to do, then you, you have, you have the, the crosshairs like really dialed in for the first time probably ever. And then real stuff starts to happen from there. So, um, anyways, dude, Pernell, man, I'm just super proud of your progress, brother. I can't say it any other way, man. Um, you've come such a long way. You've got such amazing things coming up for you down the road. Um, I know your goals and I know you're going to hit them and you know, you've, you've just continued to smash barrier after barrier after barrier. So, um, that's going to wrap it up here. Do you have any parting words, my man? Train with purpose. <laughs> train with purpose. Yes. Train with purpose. That's what we do here in the mind, but I talk about that all the time. Um, all right guys. So thank you so much. You guys are all awesome. Pernell. Thanks again, brother. And, uh, I will see you guys all later. Take care. Bye.